0: Okay, Bridgie. Yes. Around this time of year, what do I what do I sing to you guys a lot?
1: Spooky Halloween time, spooky Halloween time.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Rory. When it's this time of year, what does mommy say to you?
1: Spooky Halloween time, spooky Halloween time.
0: I love you. Love you too. Bye. I started too high I shouldn't have gone that, <laughs> that was a mistake really <laughs> <laughs> from the middle-aged mama studios in Austin Texas I'm Hillary Livingston Butler and this show has everything today in the spirit of the spooky month we're talking about those non-existential dreads we had as kids joining me to discuss things such as maybe quicksand and Bermuda triangles not really but you know in the stick of butter studios in New Brighton Minnesota it's Anne Lenholm hi Anne
2: Hi, Hillary. I I don't think the fact that you started high should be worrisome because it was <laughs> so high that it peaked and I really didn't hear it, so...
0: You're like you, you, you went out. You went out. <laughs> I might I told the kids that I might make them sing a little a little spooky they can do an imitation of me doing spooky Halloween time and I'm like, mm. it's, that, it's that time. I know. Well uh, they grow up so fast already mocking <laughs> really their do. mother. I know. Oh God. Actually Rory told me the other day, he was like, You make up songs about a lot of things and I'm like, Well, it helps you remember them. So one of them is tag in the back. Tag in the back. Everybody loves a tag in the back because my kids can't fucking remember then <laughs> the tag goes in the back when they were kids. <laughs> you know what? He mostly remembers. Sometimes I have to correct his uh, shirt uh, positioning. But yeah. Anyway. Well, so now
2: <laughs> what are we remembering with this spooky Halloween time song?
0: I just like to sing spooky Halloween time. <laughs> and because my, um, my voice is pretty deep, like not my singing voice. My singing voice is, is absolutely nothing. But my like... Regular voice is pretty deep. I feel like it's a trend in my family to go high-pitched when you're, like, trying to be funny. So, spooky Halloween time. And then also when I talk to uh, Bruce, it's like, it goes really high-pitched. It's like, hi, baby. Like, it gets really, really high. It's I'm, yeah, I'm a weird mom <laughs> and a person. Anyway, um, <laughs> obviously... Anne and I can't do it alone. We also have uh, from the Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan. It's Meredith, the MBH Van Horn. Hi, Meredith. hi,
3: Hillary. I'm for one.
0: I'm not surprised that you're too high. Meredith, I was going to um, say you're the sidecar chick, but <laughs> you can explain that later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I better not be because I put in so much work for that sidecar. I know. We'll
3: explain later.
0: Um, as usual, we'll do some small talk, mailbag, medium talk, she recommends, and how you can get involved with the show. Um, with that, Meredith, take us into small talk.
3: Oh my gosh, you guys. Um, this past weekend, uh, I visited a Grand Rapids that I didn't know existed. So I thought I knew about <laughs> all the Grand Rapids, which are Michigan and Minnesota, the end. Mm-hmm. Turns out there's a third one in Ohio. Um, how grand
2: knew? are the Rapids?
3: They, I it was know. very shallow. It was a big river, but it was very shallow, and I was uh-huh. these are not very grand. <laughs> these are not I was grand, underwhelmed. I will say that, but it was adorable. So, long story short, Gregory has a Ural motorcycle. It's a sidecar Ural motorcycle, and it's from 2014 or 2013. I don't remember, but everybody who sees it thinks it's from World War II. Yeah, like <laughs> and, Indiana Jones
2: wrote it to fight the Nazis. Yeah,
3: yeah basically. Yep. I mean, if you Google that that model um, and sidecar, you will understand what I mean. And so it attracts a lot of attention. Um, you know, he has been a sidecar enthusiast for a long time. He used to be the Midwest director of the United States. State's Sidecar Association. Uh, he stopped when it became a weirdly religious organization. Mm. <laughs> so he's not really involved anymore. Um, but anyway, he he and his dad have, uh, you know, serious sidecar uh, cred. They go to, like, motorcycle rallies and stuff, and his dad has a whole bunch of sidecars. He's got an electric sidecar, blah, blah, blah. So um, this was kind of my introduction to motorcycles, and it was a little bit okay, like I'm terrified of motorcycles because I think mm-hmm. they're really dangerous um mm-hmm. the sidecar does not go very fast so my exposure to it was like I sit in the sidecar and look like a fool but <laughs> I like you know my job is to wave at the children as we drive by yes. and we basically just tool around the neighborhood like I'll put it I'll put my little um travel wine glass that has a lid and we'll just drive around our neighborhood and look at the You houses. have your sippy cup. <laughs> yeah, my sippy cup of wine. You know what and, I'm remembering
2: or- is that episode mm. of Everybody Loves Phil where I think he was in Portugal and he got a sidecar private tour of and the whole thing was just him going blah, 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 over the cobblestones <laughs> and just yep. looking like an absolute dork.
3: Yeah. That's me. Oh. <laughs> So we'll go like our neighborhood has a farmer's market at the community center and we'll go there or we'll just drive around or whatever. So, and it's, it's very, uh, chill. There's no traffic, there's no speeding, there's no nothing, but the sidecar last year had some mechanical problems and they have a mechanic in Dayton, Ohio that they trust. And apparently there's nobody in Detroit who works on these bikes. So it had to go to Dayton and his dad was here for the Woodward dream cruise, couple like in august or something and he took it he took the sidecar back to dayton to go to the mechanic on a flatbed trailer and it was ready uh last week so we spent last weekend um we went to dayton in my car and then the plan was to drive back on sunday and normally the drive from detroit to dayton is like three hours it took us Nine and a half hours to get home, damn, <laughs> this is some Oregon trail <laughs> shit. oh boy, let me <laughs> tell you, and the reason for this is it's it's well not too it's multifold uh it has a five gallon tank, so you have to stop for gas pretty frequently. It gets about thirty miles per gallon, so it's not terrible on gas but it's a small tank so we had to stop for gas but also like it's kind of like driving a tractor like it shakes you and your butt gets numb and it's uncomfortable after a while and so he was wanting to stop like every hour hour and a half or so like at the minimum so we would stop i wasn't like following him exactly um but we would plan our next stop and meet there um so that we could like stop for coffee and walk around or whatever. And there was and, no yeah. question
2: of you just driving home and be like, bye honey, see you when you get there.
3: No, because we weren't confident that like the it bike would. was gonna be okay. Ah. <laughs> I could yeah. have done that, yeah. But that I, I feel like that wouldn't have been super supportive. So I just, <laughs> I I followed on You're a nice wife. I am a nice wife. And we didn't take the highway because it doesn't go super fast. So you kind of have to take the state roads, um, you don't go really much more than 55 on that thing. So that's another reason it took so long. So I was going on those roads as well. So I could be nearby in case anything happened. Nothing happened. It was fine. But he was very uncomfortable towards the end of it. And there turns out we stopped in this place called Grand Rapids, Ohio. That's right outside of Toledo and has a river um, running through it. Uh, <laughs> and we stopped for lunch there. It was adorable. It was like a very cute little town. I was like, I could totally live in this Grand Rapids. Um, And this is also where, and I wonder now how often this happens when he's not around, is he was on the bike getting ready to leave. I had already taken off, so this is a secondhand story. But this older gentleman walks up to the sidecar and just sits in it. He just sits in the sidecar. And he's like, Dorothy, I got to get a picture in this bike to his wife. And she's like, why? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this this guy is trying to leave. What are you doing? And he just like sits in the sidecar and he's like I got to oh get a God. picture. Which is an insane. I just can I can't imagine. The, the idea that more. you can just go hop on
2: somebody else's property.
3: <laughs> yeah. While well, they're standing right there without yeah. even asking them. It was absurd. And this guy had um an adult son who it sounds like had some developmental de- delays but was like uh kind of involved in the situation so this guy sits down Gregory had sat his phone in the sidecar just as somewhere to put it and the guy sat his butt right on his phone and apparently this kid thought like once he got out that and Gregory picked up his phone thought that Gregory had stolen his dad's phone and so he was going on and on and on about where's my dad's phone and why did you Um, take his phone uh, and like
1: (laughs) So not only did
3: this man just, like, sit in his car, but now he's getting accused of stealing this old man's phone, even though he just, like, (laughs) stole his space. This is really weird. And I'm glad I wasn't involved. But it made me think, like, how often does this happen to people when they're not there? Like, how many people sat in his sidecar when he was, like, when it was parked and he wasn't around? How many farts are in that thing? How many farts are in that? (laughs) And that's where I sit. So I'm offended. Like, that's my chair. (laughs) That's my place to look like a dork, not that guy's.
0: (laughs) How dare you.
3: So it was an exhausting day and we both slept for about nine hours. I can imagine. When we got home because we were so tired.
0: I mean, those, like, back roads are kind of cute, but after a while, you're like, okay, I'm sort of done with this. Yeah, it was a beautiful day.
3: The weather was really nice, and it was, like, the leaves are starting to change up here, so it's kind of fall-ish, but it was still sunny. So it was lovely, and, like, there was an apple butter festival going on in this Grand Rapids, Ohio place. That's (laughs) very specific. I know, but I like had to go Stars Hollow. I had to get like, some like I think maybe it's Stepford Wives like everyone there is oh. actually a robot or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, it sounds I very
0: know. Gilmore Girlsian mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, it um, was a cute place though. Yeah. Yeah. So well, so that was okay, kind wait, of an actually, adventure. Real quick, I want to see so you said it's like right outside of Toledo?
3: Yeah, it's like southwest of Toledo,
0: I guess. It's so small. Yeah. Well, did you find inter- it? I did. Yeah. Michigan, Minnesota, Then, Okay. So yeah, it's like on a river. Okay. Well,
3: you know. Yeah, there was like a river walk. So I got there a great deal before he did. So I like parked my car and went on the river walk and it was lovely. It was like a really nice, cute little place. And then we had yeah. lunch there.
2: Population and like, 925 oh, at the 2020
3: census. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's Dang. like one street long. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's near Bowling Green. Yeah, wait, but that's not the right. But that's not. But it's that's in Kentucky.
3: It's much closer to. Well, there's a Bowling Green, Ohio, too. Oh well, yeah, no,
0: I know. But I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. And then I'm like, oh wait, no, never mind. Massacre, These are all named famously. <laughs> yeah, Defiance. I've heard of that. Okay, well, we're just doing Ohio geography. Yeah. <laughs> Just naming cities in Ohio. Naming
3: cities in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> um, adorable, though. Like, go see it if you have the chance. Um, I yeah, mean, I more importantly, it's
2: River. it's not that far from Cedar Point, America's roller coast.
0: Exactly. And I do love me some Cedar Point. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. Okay, but you also have, like, some not great news besides have, well, good okay. Grand Rapids.
3: Yeah, it's okay, but, like... Um, Last night, when I was cleaning the litter boxes, Wonky was doing this thing where she went from one box and tried to pee and couldn't, and so she went to the next box and tried to pee and couldn't and went to the next box. I have five litter boxes, and she tried each of them, and none of them worked somehow. (laughs) Five litter boxes? Like,
2: one for each plus an extra?
3: Yeah, that's kind of the rule to avoid strife is number of cats plus one. Um, so wait, my... if I had
2: one cat, I should have two litter boxes or is it okay for just well, one? Well, I think
3: for one, I think you can just have one because you're not getting, they're not getting in fights with any other cats. This is in case like a cat is trying to like, intimidate another one away from the box because sometimes they'll be bullies to each other and like, you know, be mean when they're trying to go to the bathroom and then they can't. Man, don't mess with someone when they're trying to poop. I know. Yeah, seriously. They're really rude. So that's why you got to have, and they have to kind of be spread out. So they're in different spots so that they can't, like, dominate the, the area. It's a whole thing. And um so anyway, she was she was trying and failing, and I couldn't tell exactly which it was. I was like, is she constipated or is it pee? Um, but this morning, I followed her down there again, and it was clearly, like, a bladder infection. Aww. So with cats... Especially with boy cats, that can become an emergency really, really fast, not so much with girl cats, so I didn't take her to emergency, but i took I called the vet last night actually as soon as I noticed this and left them a message. they could call me first thing in the morning, and they got me in at an eleven and it yeah they didn't um manage to get a sample from her. I tried to get a sample it's really hard to get a cat to like pee on demand, <laughs> especially when they aren't really peeing. <laughs> So they were like, put her in a room with just an empty box and see if you can get a sample. And she just like took a nap in the box. So it really <laughs> did not work at all. <laughs> and so I apologized, but they understood. And they were like, based on her symptoms, we're just going to assume that it's a bladder infection. They did an exam, and they couldn't find anything else wrong. So she has antibiotics, and I gave her her first dose as soon as we got home, and she hasn't done the same like litter box dance since so i think that was probably it and just as a human being who's had bladder infections before mm-hmm. first of all they're so uncomfortable and painful and for, for an the animal worst. to not be able to tell you you know what's wrong and i i yeah. she was just waiting for me to notice
1: what was wrong mm-hmm. yeah
3: which is so sad like sometimes they'll start going in inappropriate places but she wasn't even doing that yet so she was trying to be good um and I think like, you know, in the past when I've had bladder infections, the first dose of antibiotics, I feel immediately better. So I hope that's yeah. the case with her. I mean, she's 17 and I'm, you know, always kind of like treating her with kid gloves, but so far so good. And she's just taking a, a nap right now and she's been sleeping most of the day. So I think she's going to be all right.
0: Poor baby. I know. Got oh, that feeling. I had this... Um... I mean, I think everybody does. It's not, I'm not uh, unique, but I really cannot go to the bathroom if I feel one drop of like urine in my system. Like I have to. I go to the bathroom like twelve times before I settle into <laughs> bed. And when yeah. you have a urinary tract infection, or, like it's or a bladder infection or whatever, it is so annoying because you're like, I feel like I have to go to the bathroom, and then you go and nothing. Like nothing maybe happens. a drop comes out, but and like, it burns. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's so horrible. I had it's one awful. not too long ago, a couple of months ago out of nowhere, um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this from my 20s when I had these every other week. (laughs) This is horrible. (laughs) This is a nightmare. Yeah, Meredith, I thought you were going to
2: say, when I had a bladder infection, I peed in inappropriate places, too. (laughs) I peed
3: in the corner. (laughs) I tried every toilet in the house, and it didn't change anything.
0: You have to have um, two toilets plus one in every... (laughs) We actually do. I know, that's nice. (laughs) I was thinking, like, It'd be nice if I, I we have three toilets in my house. It would be nice to have just one more, so everybody gets gets a. Well, one shake of them of is the
3: scary basement toilet that I've never used and never will. It would have to be a serious emergency for that to to become
0: <laughs> employed. <laughs> no thanks.
1: You should always have
2: toilet redundancy where possible. <laughs>
0: yes. yes, absolutely. Should we go to the mailbag?
2: Oh yeah, yes, maybe we should. Uh, All right, let's get to last week's question of the week from our Facebook group, uh, which was, what's the thing you think about and say, yeah, I'm good. Maybe something you had designs of doing and you've decided not to maybe something that you have done for a long time and you've decided, that's okay, you're just finished with it. We're, we're not doing that anymore. We had some real good entries on this. Yes. From Laura, she says, going any place that's going to be super crowded. I went to the mall for the Women's March in 2016, and I seriously thought I might get crushed on the metro getting downtown.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. No. That's unpleasant. Yep. Yeah, well, I am in Austin this weekend. There's a thing called ACL, Austin City Limits, and it's a big festival. Whatever. It's like the same festival that they basically have in every city. Just And it's. You know, I think Alanis sets. you know, whatever. There's a bunch of people, a bunch of musical acts going and everybody's like, are you going? Are you so excited? I'm like, I have never been. I'm not, I've lived here for almost 16 years. And one, this weekend actually will be nice, but usually it's really hot. Um, number one. Two, I don't like the crowds. I can deal with a crowd once I'm like in whatever, if I'm in the right frame of mind I can deal with it but more it's like the process of getting there and then getting home when I'm there yeah. I'm thinking how long is it going to be before I'm like laying in my bed like how <laughs> what how many steps does it take for me to get home because it's not like you can just drive up and walk in there like you have to go park in a weird place or take an uber or whatever I mean there's all these kind of shenanigans but anyway that made me like the crowds and waiting in lines or ugh, you have to drive lines. to
2: your mom's house and then your mom takes you to the park and, <laughs> yes. ride and then you take the <laughs> yes. park ride Yeah, it's hard
3: when these things are in your own city, too. You're like, it's hard to get hyped about this because it's not like I took a special trip and it's not.
0: No, exactly. I know.
3: Exactly.
2: Uh, All right. Continuing. Jennifer says, agreeing to run the Chicago Marathon this coming Sunday. I certainly should have said, nope, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jennifer, I would argue that this isn't exactly something that you did, something
0: that you wish you had said. I know. I'll be cheering her on. My sister. I know. She's good. She'll be good. Your stupid athletic ability and your stupid ambition. (laughs) Oh, God. That gene missed me. (laughs) That running gene, just as I said, passed me on by. Good for her.
2: Jonathan has a a very succinct answer. He says, Doritos tacos. You know what? I wanted to try those stupid Doritos tacos for (laughs) so long, but I haven't been to Taco Bell since they introduced that. And it's been like a decade.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: been a
3: bit. Like, it seems like like such a
2: good combination.
3: Totally. See, I think it is a good combination. I... It's kind of like if we are on a road trip, we'll get Taco Bell. That's kind of my road trip food, um, and I like a a, a um, nacho cheese taco shell. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I'm just God, I haven't had ta- Taco Bell in so long. I'm I'm just well, out of the habit
2: you? of going to fast food. I mean, I read Fast Food Nation. And I was so horrified. I'm like, well, that's it. Now I make a distinction. Better
3: than all of us. No, no.
2: I make a distinction between fast food and fast
3: casual.
2: So, oh, of course. McDonald's, no. Chipotle, yes.
0: Yeah. And it didn't hurt. And I think there's also. Oh god!
2: It, it didn't hurt that it it all it coincided with an eating disorder, so well, it yeah. was right, <laughs> right, right, right. not that hard to
0: avoid uh, fast food. And then it's just I was like, this is a good habit to continue. Yeah, and there's also I think a distinction between like locally fast food places and like like I love Taco Deli; it's my favorite place to go. And I think it would be considered it's like Chipotle esque. You know, you could sit down in there. There's nothing more depressing to me than. <laughs> people eating inside a fast food establishment (laughs) like like when you're eating inside the like wendy's dome or whatever i'm like (laughs) just take the wendy's greenhouse (laughs) i don't know though because i
2: every once in a while i used to go to the smash burger by my house that closed down now it's some like artisanal uh, alcohol place um, but I used to go there like <laughs> Saturday night and sit and get the like rosemary fries and a burger because I don't really like taking stuff
1: the home snow. because it
3: gets cold.
2: Yeah, so yeah the yeah, smell. Yeah. Yes. I need. Ah. I want to eat my fast food at the peak of its yes. tastiness, which is immediately. You have to do that when that in
3: your car? Yeah. Uh,
2: no. The, yeah. No. Eating in the car. I think that's something that should be done in
0: desperation only.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> agree I don't even like it the kids and I are going uh next weekend to the fair Ooh-hoo. um I'll report back but I'm gonna in Austin ISD if you are there until ten thirty, it doesn't count as an absence so I'm like I will pick you up at 11 o'clock um, <laughs> like, what are we gonna do for lunch and I'm because I'm not really a lunch in my car kind of gal like they can have some snacks but uh, you know it just, my kids are so messy, and they're still like need bibs basically. So I'm like, all right, fine, we'll we'll grab something, and they're very very excited about it because it rarely happens. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. God, I just
2: find eating in the car so uncomfortable. I don't want to yes. do it.
0: <laughs> no, exactly.
2: Anyway, Jonathan, I'm still looking forward someday to her Doritos little <laughs> taco. I don't know if I would get the cool ranch shell or the nacho cheese shell. Do you ha- I think you could I think they did both of them, right? I don't know. Yeah, they
3: did. And I think honestly I've had both and I think the nacho cheese is so much better than mm. even though I like the cool ranch chips better, I think the nacho cheese works better in a taco and I would say get the supreme. Don't that makes sense. Well, I'm always getting mm. sour
2: cream. Always.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the point? Not right. getting
2: sour cream. All <laughs> right, let's move on before we just get sucked down <laughs> in this vortex any further than we already have. Amanda says, "Oh, Hillary, you're just gonna uh, this is gonna speak to you."
1: Mm-hmm. Volunteering,
2: I did so <laughs> much volunteering when my kids were growing up—Scouts, PTA, band, sports, etc. I might get around to it again someday, but for now, no. I'm good. What
0: Congratulations,
2: you, Amanda. You did it. That is a
0: you lot of work. Yeah, it is. It's so much, though. I will say, guys, Bridget got asked, which, again, she's so much cooler than I was at her age. She got asked to the small, small ween dance, which her school what? Is small? small. Um, oh, okay. So it's like a ha- <laughs> um, um, she got and, asked to
2: the small weenie dance.
0: <laughs> well, probably also that. Um, but I we got an email from one of her teachers like we need help like if anybody wants to chaperone and i'm like do you want me to chaperone she's like i need to think about this and i'm like i kind of want it. not even to like spy necessarily i just like i'm like they probably play some good tunes there you want to spy hillary, I do. well on. and i'm like give me the tea what's going hillary on hillary wants today? the middle school drama is what she yeah. wants <laughs> Um, absolutely. That's. I ask her every day. I'm like, did any drama happen today? She's like, mommy, no. I mean, yes, but not anything that I can explain to you.
2: Fine. You're just gonna have to face so. it, Hillary. You're old, old <laughs> and uncool. Am so
0: old. I am. <laughs>
2: no matter how um. many middle school dances you go to,
0: <laughs> <laughs> this will be my first. I think. No, maybe my second.
2: Ugh. Oh, that's sweet. Oh,
0: really? yeah.
2: You're you're a good mom. Mm. Uh, All right, Ellen says, coffee, iced, hot, more for everyone else. I'm with you, Ellen, although I never actually really tried hard with coffee to begin with because,
0: it was just not your thing.
2: No. Everybody says, Well, it's an acquired taste. And I say, Why would I want to acquire it? It's disgusting. <laughs> That's my
3: opinion of beer? I don't like beer. No, I don't either. And I have to force myself to drink it. And I'm like, why am I doing this again? I like know. it's not really worth it. I was having I that discussion
2: to- with somebody back in college. I was like, but beer is disgusting. Why is that what everybody drinks? And he's like, Well, you have to learn to like it, Anne. It's about exposure. And I'm like, No. No. You don't. No. no. no.
0: no. Ugh, no, there's some beers I like, okay, but it would be bottom of my list things that I'm going to order. And I remember in college, the kegs of like natty ice oh boy. No. Um, um, oh. and just kind of like sipping on it. I, I never, I barely got drunk like my freshman year because I was like, I can't like, I can't drink it fast enough and it makes me full and I feel disgusting afterwards. Ugh. Yep.
2: No way to sell it. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, but coffee. <laughs> as, as we talk about beer, but coffee, not quite the same. But definitely not for everybody. Not for me. No. Uh, John says, "Thank you, John. I'm with Anne on sushi. I've wanted to love it, but the texture just feels wrong to me. Weird, because I love onion rings, and it's not that much different." <sighs>
0: I loved those two, like, things. To, like, I've never thought of onion rings and sushi, like, in yeah, the, same
2: the same world. how are they the
0: same?
2: Well, I got from onion rings to calamari rings. But yeah, but
1: that's not sushi,
0: though. Or maybe, um, what's the stuff when they fry, like, a vegetable or whatever? Um, Tendori, Tempura. Tempura. Tempura, yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. You did make me... From I did get to calamari rings, and I have to say I don't love calamari either, although a, a huge portion of the world eats that on a regular basis. It's so chewy.
0: It is very chewy. So, I mean, I like it when they're, like, really fried, and I like the dipping sauces. Right, so It's, it's usually... the
2: fried and the sauces, but,
0: yes. yeah. you
2: know, you can fry anything if you really try hard enough. <laughs> it doesn't have to be calamari. Yeah. Yep. Give those deep fried broccoli.
3: Yeah. That's really better someone for me, who worked right? worked at a restaurant with the deep fryers. Believe me, that's what I did when I was bored. I was like, can you deep fry lettuce? <laughs> yes, you can. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> um, Jean
2: says, I thought I might make myself available to fill in to preach after retirement. That's a nope. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you, Gene, in both the religious yes. and the non-religious <laughs> sense of it. Yeah, <laughs> You've done your share. You deserve to enjoy and relax your, on your Sundays. Um, Kalina says, events without assigned seating.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. I hear that. I just want to have a place to put my butt.
0: It's so weird thinking about, like when I pre-bought my movie tickets for far and away and then got there like an hour early as if it was going to be sold out like this <laughs> three hour long epic starring Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Um, and I was like, so and but just thinking about going to the movies and having to like save seats or whatever, and not just going online and I don't know, finding a seat and being like, that's where I'm sitting. It's just so, it's so weird that that was the way it was done. Yeah, there was,
2: this was a few years ago, maybe like six or seven that's still a few at our age, right? And I went out to San Francisco to see Matt. He was doing a program with the San Francisco Symphony Chorus, and it was this program that was designed to draw the young people into the world of orchestra, you know? just Not just the fuddy-duddy, blue-haired ladies. Uh, let's make orchestra young and hip, and it's where all the young, fashionable, uh, with-it people go, and you can tell by my choice of words that I am not young, fashionable, (laughs) hip, or with it. (laughs) But there were no assigned seats. They had these occasional, like, round, cushion seedy things that could seat, like, four or five people. But other than that, there were, like, no chairs. There were a couple of bar seats and these round things. And that was it. And it, like, full Mm. bar. And so, you know, the again, the young, hip happening people were supposed to like wander back and forth from the bar and it like encouraged mingling and everything and i was just like my back hurts so bad i just want a goddamn seat
0: give me a seat
2: it was uh, a very cool yes. thing that they were trying and there were a lot of people there but not for me man no no i'll go with the blue hairs yep Um, Kristen says, I thought of mine before I heard Hillary bring it up, but I am done volunteering with the PTA. I sign for a VIP membership every year, which is $100 and I get a free t-shirt and then I'm done. I used to volunteer when my son was in kindergarten, but I just decided I don't want to do it and no one is making me, so I stopped.
0: That's it. No one's making you. And I know her son is the older of the children in her family and- it is totally the like, I'm I'm doing this. Like I my kids in kindergarten, like I'm gonna start getting involved and like making friends and you know, I'm gonna be the mom that I wanted to be, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, this sucks. Like this <laughs> is bullshit. I'm not doing this. Absolutely not. And Kristen works, so Yeah. yeah. No. Get out of here.
2: Good for you, Kristen. I think that's yes. I think that's one of the <laughs> the things she says that's really a great thing to remember is that no one is making me. We yep. we feel all these societal pressures, and it's totally of our own making. So if right. you don't want to do it, don't do it. That's awesome. Yep. And finally, Lane says, events that start past 7 p.m. There's virtually nothing cool enough to make me leave my house after 7 p.m. or get back past 10 p.m. Ugh, oh, you're a girl after my own heart. I was just talking about how I'm not happy with any of the food in my house, but I don't want to leave to get anything.
1: Mm.
2: And I'm not a food food delivery person. Like, that makes me feel weird to have DoorDash or anything.
0: Well, I I don't want to pay the fees, so I get, like, irritated by that. Um, um, Jennifer, who previously commented about her Chicago Marathon, I remember when I was, like, she was probably, I don't know, 20, well, no, she, whatever she was she's like nine years older than I am and she um was I was complaining about my curfew which was midnight when I was in high school and I was like Ugh, it should be later I think I was probably a senior or something and she, we were at the dinner table and she said nothing good happens after midnight and I was so mad at her I was like <laughs> how dare are you um and then now I'm like why would I want to be out past that she time? was I'm right like, absolutely she was not praying, she was right <laughs> I'm tired uh, I'm so tired.
2: Oh. Uh, well, those were all great. Thank you very much, yes. everybody. Yes, they were. Things we were that I I old. mostly agree with wholeheartedly, except for the Doritos Tacos one. <laughs> I'm just going to have to find that one out for myself someday.
3: I think they're great, but that's yes. just me. Everyone yep. has their own
0: taste. Yes, exactly, exactly. All right, should we move on to medium talk, please? Let's. All right. Well, spooky Halloween time. Spooky, spooky Halloween time. <laughs> I don't know why. Speaking of spooky Halloween time, my neighbor who I really do like, he's such a nice guy. He sets out kind of like intense uh, Halloween um, decorations and like skulls and things hanging from trees and stuff. Whatever. I mean, do you... Chris, um, but when I'm walking Bruce early in the morning, not really, but you know, it's like six 45 or something. That's and early. It's still, yeah. it's still dark outside. Bruce keeps peeing on the things. And like today I'm like, I, he's like kind of sniffing at it. So I'm like, all right, whatever you can sniff. And then all of a sudden I see his leg lift. I'm like, Bruce, this is embarrassing. He's peed <laughs> on a skull. He peed on, there was like a skeleton dog that he peed on, which I mean, That's like I kind of got that one. Unbrand. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I'm like, why are you so mad at these? Stop. Chris is a nice guy. He gives us wine every every Christmas, and I'm like, God, he's a nice neighbor anyway. It but yes, he's it is mad.
3: Be- it means he's like, I love this, and this belongs to me now.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind will- of,
2: I'm kind of with Bruce. I'm I'm not I'm not into. <laughs> I'm mean, not that I'm peeing on lawn decorations, but I'm really not into skeleton-based decor. Let's put it that way.
0: I yeah. find it yucky. I do, too. And I actually do not remember growing up besides like pumpkins and maybe like a wreath with leaves or whatever. I don't remember Halloween decorations being such a thing. Mm -mm. Giant
3: skeletons got super popular. And I am also not a fan, which I will discuss a little bit later, of (laughs) skeletons. It's
2: Uh, I I think you're right. It's that the giant blow up industry yeah. has yes. really ta- and so they they had so much success at christmas they were like well what other holidays can we yep con so people, many
3: people into have spending those, them 20 like, foot skeletons now yeah
0: yeah that those are
3: like a status symbol i think
0: Oh my God. I don't, I don't decorate. I mean, I'll put some lights up for Christmas, but like minimal around my door frame. Like that is about the extent of how deep I can go, but some people get really into it. And I am not super into Halloween because it is after my birthday. So it always made me sad when I was a kid. But in the spirit of Halloween, we did want to discuss things that we were scared of as kids. Now we're not talking about like fears of abandonment or I don't know you, you know, mean that my really mom de- would stop loving me all of a sudden we're not talking about those <laughs> I'm so sorry and that's not what we're talking about huh. I'm gonna have to um, rethink my approach here <laughs> as everybody pretending to be friends with me and they're not actually friends with me my mom like I did actually think like my mom like asked people to be friends with me like that was that was definitely a fear like she paid people to be friends Aww. with me I know I don't think so, but I don't. Jury's still out. But wait a minute! I haven't gotten a check from your mom. (laughs) (laughs) I know, Kathleen. Pay up! (laughs) Get after it, please. People don't want to be friends with me. (laughs) Um, But yes, we're going to talk about things we were scared of growing up. You know, probably semi-rationally, but you know, there's some, there's legitimacy to every fear. So let's go. Anne, you go first. Tell us what you were scared of.
2: I was quite scared of witches. When I was a kid. And it's really strange because in my rational brain, I've always known that witches don't exist, right? I mean, not like the Wiccan like Christy was, like, you know, practicing religion, but the fly on broomsticks from the Wizard of Oz stuff. Mm -hmm. I never really believed in them and yet I did. You know what I mean? The rational brain and the emotional brain are two different (laughs) independent Mm -hmm. Um, entities and so I remember very specifically when I was four years old my mother took me to my very first dance class turned out my only dance class because (laughs) like the the first section I guess the the warm-up section was like an imaginative play movement kind of thing just encouraging the kids to use their bodies and play act and stuff and um, it was a Snow White thing. So the instructor was, like, telling the story of Sn- Snow White. and We were having to react, whatever. And there was a poison apple. And I really questioned the judgment of this. And then the evil witch made it, her appearance. And I was like, nope. I'm finished. <laughs> I'm done with this. I don't like, like it. Like, ab, ab-ab-so-fucking-lutely-not. <laughs> I am not doing this. And I have just... Since then, I have felt a little tremor in my soul over witches, and it was probably probably a little bit after that. I was maybe a year older. One of the good things about you know, moving every two years growing up is that it's really easy to pinpoint memories because your surroundings change so much. So I think it was sure. when we were in England the first time, and I had this dream where in the dream I was lying in my bed, and it's, it was very specific – like, you know how sometimes you dream and you're in your bed, but it doesn't look like your bed and it's not your room. It's a different yeah. place, but you know, that's your... This was my actual bedroom and I was lying in my actual bed and a ghost came in to the room and I wasn't afraid of the ghost, traditional white sheet ghost. It was pushing a television and on the television... <laughs> And you're
3: like, it's a substitute teacher. Yay.
2: <laughs> well, I do remember it being kind of, remember those TV carts that they had in school where the TV would go on the top and then there was oh, yeah. a shelf underneath that had the VCR and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I remember it being like that. Although again, I'm five. Like, did I have exposure to this? Maybe this is extra layering from later years. Um But the TV was flashing the words, the witch is coming, the witch is coming, the witch is coming. And I was terrified. And I put my pillow over my face so that I wouldn't be able to see it. But I could see through my pillow. And so I kept seeing those flashing words on the screen. And then the witch did come. And I don't know what happened because my little brain couldn't actually manufacture what that would be like in the dream, I think. But I just remember the terror of knowing that the witch was coming.
0: Ooh, hey, that's,
3: that's
2: and I day. I don't like witches, guys. Yeah,
3: I don't blame you.
2: I don't either. That's scary. I don't really Ooh. find them sexy either. I like stories about witches <laughs> where I like um, Roll Dolls, the witches.
0: Yeah. Like those yeah.
2: witches were grotesque, which seems appropriate yes. to me. Like sexy witches? No, 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 no. No, I don't think
0: so. It's a little scary. like dominatrixy thing, but mm-hmm. yeah, not not interested. The
2: whole making of evil. Creatures, sex, I mean, the vampire is the classic yes, example of yes. that, right? I don't understand it. I yep. Twilight, no, thank you. I don't want to get involved with the vampire or a werewolf <laughs> for that matter. No.
3: This reminds no. me of, I didn't think about witches as a fear, but there was a restaurant near my house um, called Gibson's and they were in like this big mansion. And at the time, I don't even think that's where Gibson's was, but the mansion was right by my house. And we drove by it all the time. And for some reason, I decided, you know, there was like the the lookout kind of peak at the very top. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided in my head that that's where a witch lived. And I thought that's that you know she 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 lived there and she was looking out of that lookout <laughs> kind of area for children that she could eat like Hansel oh. and Gretel. Oh no. Yeah. Ooh. So, they yeah. better not ever walk by this house. Hansel
2: and Gretel is really a tough one, too. Yeah. Because there yeah. is the promise of candy.
1: Right. <laughs> but, you might but. feel like that killed. <laughs> you like, that
0: could it? lure me in. You have yeah. to deal yeah,
2: with be. the potential witch in order to
0: get that candy.
3: Might be a good deal. You don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: uh,
0: Meredith, <laughs> your first one, maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay. So this is when I was really little. Um, I was under five. I know because I we moved when I was five and this is at my old house and I still have memories of that house. Um, I must have been um, potty training because when you flush a toilet, but you don't flush it all the way, like you don't have the arm strength because maybe you're a two-year-old or whatever. <laughs> it makes a real scary sound. And I thought, sure that there were ghosts in the toilet. Oh. And in the plumbing. And so if I, you know, flush the toilet and didn't push it down all the way it made this awful gurgling sound and i would scream and run out of the bathroom into my dad and he'd be like there's not a ghost in there it's just plumbing it's okay and i'm like well then how do you explain that noise i don't think i don't think you're right i think there's definitely a ghost in there (laughs) like (laughs) oh it's i'm sorry dad but there's a ghost in the toilet there's a ghost
2: you don't know i know this is really interesting because there's a lot of toilet bank based anxiety available to you without having to bring a toilet ghost into the mix
3: I didn't have any other anxiety about it I had no problem with toilet training nothing it was just the noise that it made what if I fall in
2: what if I fall in when I've peed in there and I get a pee butt (laughs) what if I flush and all the stuff doesn't go down and it gets clogged in there and then you have to tell your parents I didn't know
3: any of those fears it was purely sensitive Sound based i was just so afraid of the ghost that was in the pipes
2: so you're saying that jk rowling was on something with moaning myrtle in hogwarts
3: so that really freaked me out and it kind of
0: brought back some memories
1: i don't know hillary trained a couple
0: kids is this something that ever came up you know i um didn't my kids weren't really like scared of the toilet i mean it wasn't easy at all. They were not well, Rory was okay. Bridget was not great about toilet being potty training, but um they weren't really scared of it, but I knew of kids that were like scared of the noises or like scared to yeah, scared to flush all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a thing.
1: Yeah.
0: No, Bridget just didn't want to poop on the toilet and it was a nightmare for like 2 months. Yeah, I didn't
3: mind the going. I minded the flushing part. <laughs> so it was like <laughs> Help me off of this throne and then you do the rest, parents.
1: Oh.
0: (laughs) Uh, My kids sometimes still leave me little gyms to help them out with. I'm like, guys? No. Guys? Guys?
2: Absolutely not.
0: P, I I feel less, I mean, I, don't, I want them to flush it, but I feel less drunk. But I'm, when I go up there and there's a turd that's been sitting there, for, I'm like, guys, especially now that we're sharing a goddamn bathroom, <laughs> I'm like, no, this is ridiculous. Anyway. I remember the I can, f- the first time that I babysat
2: for a family where I realized that they were, if it's a yellow leave it mellow kind of family, I was no, like, absolutely not.
1: No, no, no way.
2: No, 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 no. Not I'm joking. sorry. I'm I'm flushing that.
0: Yeah, the only place I
2: water table be damned.
0: <laughs> I don't yeah. care. Uh is, um, you have so many lakes there.
2: Exactly. We're fine. <laughs> we don't need
0: to worry
3: about
0: that. Freshwater abounds. Mm-hmm. Um okay, I'm going to go with this is my first one. It's really quick because I know I've talked about it before. Um I was canonically scared of masks when I was little and by that I do not mean that I'm an anti-masker. I would mean <laughs> so around Except so I am, but uh, around this time of year um we would go to the local five and dime or whatever. And there would be Halloween masks. And my mom would have to like shield my eyes because I would just start crying. I was kind of like a weirdly scaredy cat little kid. Like I would just sort of scared of everything. It wasn't so, I just was scared of scary movies. Like I remember going to ET and like my dad having to take me out of ET because it was so scary to me. Um, and Listen, that yeah. makes sense to me. My mother had to take me out of the Fox and the
2: Hound because I was oh, so, God. so upset. My <laughs> dad took me to, is good. to
3: Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <gasps> Ooh, came out, no! Like, three. Ooh.
2: Ooh. With no. the child slavery? Dad, Ooh. bad and idea. And grabbing a heart
0: out of the yes, chest. exactly. Oh. And I
3: remember very clearly he covered my mouth instead of my eyes at one point, <laughs> And I was like, Dad, this is not helping. I was not going to throw up.
0: Wait, hold on. Let me pause really quickly. What do you need, baby? Where's daddy? He's coming back. He's going to Target. Oh. Remember? To get the bridges, so. Yeah. Okay, I'm recording. You gotta get out of here. Can you talk about Jones? I am talking about Indiana Jones. <laughs> um, okay, go. go. Take Bruce with you. <laughs> okay, you, you can stay. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm your sorry, chi- I brought your, up Indiana Jones and I conjured yeah, it child. Your children <laughs> find
2: it appropriate to interrupt your recording to ask when dad's going to be home.
0: Yes. <laughs> and like, remember, where's daddy? I'm like, he went to Target. Okay. And we're back. Um, yeah. And the Temple Dune is scary as shit. Like yeah, that. Is. I I remember when, you know, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is one of my favorites. And I remember when it came out, I was like, I don't want to see it because like I hated the last one so much. It scared me so badly. And then Missy told me, don't worry, it's not as scary. And so I was, it still is kind of scary, but not as like grotesquely mm. scary as, uh, Indiana Jones. But yes, Mass really, I don't know any, I don't know what about it scared me. It was just, I can't, it's what, I remember being so scared, but I can't access the feeling of why I was scared. Like, I don't know what was like the sort of triggering thing. I must have at one point seen a scary mask. I don't know what started it, but it was just something that freaked me out. My mom was like, we have to go into the store. Just close your eyes. I don't (laughs) think you have to
3: have like a rational reason
0: for that when you're It's more that I'm just like, what? like I'm trying to think of the feelings like what what, like, what would it make me feel when I saw a mask it was just like instant terror mm-hmm. um anyway but yeah that was that was my big one Well, the and, idea like, of like
2: peeling somebody's skin off and having yes. their face there like that's
0: scary it did is Did you
3: watch a lot of scooby-doo maybe you were like this guy <laughs> is I bad? did but and I, I also
0: <laughs> I did but I remember also being like I'm just biding my time till the Jetsons get on. Like, I like Scooby Doo yeah. enough, but I really was Ugh, like, I didn't was a Scooby Doo stan. I didn't think it was actually scary. No, no. I, there was like, maybe a couple that I was like, oh, well, that was kind of spooky. But well, uh, the you know,
2: real test is how do you feel about paintings where the eyes look at you?
0: Oh, point. absolutely not. The hallways that never
3: end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, there's. I mean, I did watch so much Scooby-Doo. It was just always on. It was always on. You're like, all right, I'm going to buckle in and watch these crazy hippie kids, you know, solve a crime. (laughs) Um, Okay, and your next one, when I asked Bridget what she was scared of, she said this was the one that she was scared of when she was little. When
2: I was little, and to some extent, this fear still exists, I have to confess, I'm kind of afraid of the monster under the bed.
0: Listen, there's a whole dang movie about it. (laughs) To the
2: point where I still have to not think about it (laughs) too closely (laughs) when I'm getting into bed at night. And also for the same reason, I think this falls into the same category, the closet doors must be closed at night. I cannot sleep with an open closet door.
3: Me neither. Because...
2: I don't need that monster getting out either. Mm. So, I like where do you even find out about the monster under the bed when you're a little kid, right?
0: No. I mean, I don't what know,
2: psycho like parent is <laughs> introducing you to that concept and the whole idea of like the hand reaching out from underneath Ooh. to grab your ankle as you're getting mm-hmm. into bed right but so many kids somehow are afraid of this yep. and yep. i i i just think it's something like our imaginative wiring just like glitches or something there because honestly it still freaks me out a little bit and yeah. I do not need to introduce those thoughts into my brain. I have enough anxiety as it is about (laughs) real things.
0: I know. I wonder if it's just like this thing, like you're not going to crouch down all the time and look under your bed. So it's like any untold mysteries could be, could be under there, but I don't know. You're right. It's just something that was always that like the boogeyman were always like I don't know. It was like a I'm like, how how did I learn about that?
2: (laughs) Like, I think it would be more reasonable to have a a fear that someone had come into the house and was hiding under my bed rather than it was a monster. But that's not a fear that I have. It is Mm -hmm. specifically a supernatural entity under there.
0: Which is funny too, because you are a very logical person. Exactly. (laughs) Like, it's not like you're like, Oh, I'm like magical, mystical Like you're charging your crystals right now. I am not not a
2: woo woo person, (laughs) but I just think that that something in this is so universal that even my robot brain can't escape it.
0: Yep. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, Bridget told me she was like I was scared of monsters under the bed and I was I thought there might be might be an alligator under my bed. And I was like, <laughs> How an alligator get into our house and slither under your, like, little bed? She was like, I don't know. but Imagination. I Imagination. When I got out of bed, I would, like, hop. Like, I would kind of not just, like, step out of bed. I would, like... Yeah, you gotta over. get some distance.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. so you don't have yeah. alligators in Texas, right? No. no. But, I mean, Florida's not that far away. Louisiana's got gators. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Who knows? They might have slithered on over here. Comes
2: through the sewer pipes.
0: Because
2: I'm Ew. sure that all the sewer pipes in the country are interconnected, right? Oh, yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, absolutely.
2: All the municipal absolutely. systems hook up.
0: <laughs> really work together.
2: It's like the energy grid,
0: minus yeah. Texas, minus, minus Texas. Texas.
1: <laughs>
0: uh,
3: okay, Meredith. Um, as mentioned, uh, my next fear is skeletons. And this actually also came from a dream. Mm. Like and, Um I had an extremely vivid dream when I was, again, at my old house. So I was under five. Maybe I was four. Where, and it, again, it was my house. It was my bed. Everything was accurate and real, which is why probably it stuck with me. But I was in my bed and a skeleton dressed as a king. So he's wearing a red velvet crown, you know, red and red velvet and gold and then a velvet cape. And Ooh. he had a scepter. With like and the he, ermine trim and everything. Yes. Like yes. Prince
2: John and the Robin Hood cartoon. Right.
3: <laughs> exactly. I wonder where that came from. Right. <laughs> um And he walks into my room and he starts to be able to fly and he can like levitate and he flies up and he takes me with him into the attic. Oh, no. Which the attic was an unfinished kind of scary place full of insulation that although it said Pink Panther on it was not for kids (laughs) and was not fun. My dad told me it was not for playing with. Good instinct Um, on that one, dad yeah because yep. that stuff looks like fun it looks like, it looks like, like cotton candy, candy. But guess what it's not it's not Mm-mm. it's fiberglass <laughs> Yep. so the there wasn't much to this dream it's not like I got murdered or anything but I I've had to fly around with this scary king skeleton and it really <laughs> freaked me out <laughs> and I still remember that dream to this day uh, <laughs> you know 35 years later or whatever <laughs> And uh, skeletons still kind of freak me out a little bit. Um, Not so much, but when I was a kid, uh, skeleton skeleton decorations scared me Mm, um, because of this dream.
2: I think from an anatomical standpoint, I find skeletons to be kind of disgusting when you see the models that they ha- they still have to have like the sinews and muscles attached. I find that yes. to be ew, really ew, off-putting. Yeah, but, otherwise
3: they'd fall apart. Uh,
2: exactly. Well, I think that's the part that makes skeletons not scary for me, is I know if it's just the bones, there's really no way for them to move. <laughs> they don't have all the body movers. So they would just yeah. collapse in a heap on the floor. Right?
3: I think what scares me is they're scary grin like oh that's looks good like that. nobody's showing all their teeth yeah yep. they have that scary kind of facial expression and i am somebody who has done like literal you know um dissection of cadavers like i've seen skeletons <laughs> and i've handled them and those aren't say, scary yeah
0: yeah to me well,
3: like it's the fake ones that are scary
2: the the whole idea to me <clears throat> is that underneath my flesh my skull is grinning in that creepy, icky way like that. Yep. <laughs> that freaks me out a little yep. bit.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. I know.
0: Spooky Halloween time. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> you told us, Hillary, it's spooky Halloween time. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, okay, mine is... I This still, actually, is something that really gets me. I don't know... <clears throat> I always say that I have really good hearing, and I do have good hearing. I have very sensitive hearing, um, but I also think sometimes I'm really in my head, so I'm like not always completely paying attention to what is going on around me, which is not a great trait. So loud noises – when I was little, it was loud noises, period. Like when we would go to the fair and there were always um, – fireworks at the end of the night i would lose my mind like i would like mm. they would have to tell me to like breathe because i was like hyper like crying so hard Aww. that i was sort of hyperventilating they're like just breathe no i was like too dramatic um and i hated fireworks like i hated them so much now i love fire i don't like, like
3: a lot of kids hate them though i mean you I, know with you have sensitive hearing it's a lot. yes
0: i hate but any now to this point any loud noises more annoy me than anything but when i was a kid they really scared me and i um my parents were not yellers at all. Like, they really didn't yell at us. I mean, they might be very disappointed in us, but they were not <laughs> yellers, which is good. And I would go to my cousin's house and her family. They weren't mean. They were just yellers. Like, they just yelled. That's, like, how they communicated. If they were frustrated or if they were mad or whatever. But, like, the kids knew to not take it seriously. But to me, it was very scary. It was, like, very threatening to me to hear an adult raise their voice. Yeah. Like I was... I was a like it would make me sort of snap into place like yeah. uh-huh, or they that means they're gonna beat me or something like yelling is as close to like you know abuse that I kind of got to anyway so I I just always hated loud noises any kind like startling loud noises yelling noises even to this day man Dave is a louder person he's not yelling he's just a, like when he's talking to the kids he is a loud talker and I'm like shut up you're too loud like I it's disturbing my peace right now and he's like I'm just too loud for you and I'm like you kind of are too loud for me I'm sorry <laughs> keep it down but yes uh, even you know I remember going to parties and people would always be like let's turn up the music like make it loud and I'm like no no we don't need to do that it it's okay. <laughs> I'm like you're just asking for the cops to be called on you like just because you want it to be annoyingly loud I just don't like loudness well so did your phone go off today at 120 um I set the alarm um so I would like know a minute before to take my airpods out because I was like what is that blast in my ear and Mm -hmm. so I was like but I was near it because I didn't want to walk away from it so it was like um you know it just was
3: blaring on. Yeah.
0: Like, and I was, I was like making my lunch or whatever, but yes, I, I was prepared for it because I was a little bit nervous. Like, I, cause it just, I knew it would startle me. It was be like, Ugh! Um, but yes, my microchip is in place. I'm ready to <laughs> 5G it up. Let's go. Awesome. Yeah. Here we are. Um, oh, and you just put one on. I just oh, remembered this God. one. Oh, my God.
2: Yes. It seems to go back to that same general age that we've been talking about, that sort of yes. five, six, seven. That must yes. be the time when we're just especially vulnerable to being imprinted with fear. Um I'm I was afraid and still am afraid of Gremlins the movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: understandable. Uh, i re rewatched uh, it a couple of
3: years ago and it's scary. When did that come out like also for children? 1982. 19-
0: like 80, yeah. Let's see Gremlins. And, and if I'm correct, it's so weird. I think Christopher Columbus, not the person that we're not celebrating anymore, but like the um <laughs> the director, bad director. <laughs> yes, that directed the first two Yes, he wrote. Chris, he wrote it, which oh. is so crazy because I think of him as sort of like a like kids, yeah, Home Alone, Harry Potter. yeah, it, it, it came out in '84, and I feel like it came out like Ghostbusters was out sort of at the same time, like all of these things mm-hmm. that because uh, I was very scared of Ghostbusters oh. as well, so I yes, wasn't afraid of Ghost.
2: I mean the gozer and all that stuff at the end of the Ghost librarian was kind of, oh, oh yeah okay all right oh. yeah you got that one I was
3: old enough for that stuff like i wasn't even allowed to watch beetlejuice because my mom thought it would be too scary for me well, it would so be I think too scary too much yeah. a but
2: baby. i mean let's be clear i certainly wouldn't have been allowed to watch that either so in 1984 i was seven and i think i just saw the commercials for it on tv and somehow we got like a Scholastica Books movie tie-in. Like, I can't figure out Mm. who would have bought this. Because... (laughs) my brother Carl was two years old my mom would have never bought anything like this I would have I would have been too scared to buy something but it looked like one of those books that you you know you would get the form at school and you would fill out
0: yes of course you
2: would you know check the boxes of the books that you wanted. it wanted one of those and it had a center section that had stills from the movie so you could see all the pictures of the gremlins I don't know maybe somebody gave it to us why would you give that I don't know I don't know how we got it, but we had it, and I was drawn to it like a moth to a flame because, as an inveterate reader, I had to read everything, but I was still terrified of it to the point where I remember being as old as like 12 or 13. And I think I actually picked up the corner of the bookcase and slipped it underneath the bookcase <laughs> because it's I think I would like little- hide it behind the bookcase, and then my mom would be cleaning and she would find it and be like, Oh, what's this? Doing here, and she'd put it back in the bookshelf, and then I would see it in the bookshelf, and I would get upset, and I I had no language to talk to my mother about how this I'm upset me, of this. so I just tried to dis and I, like I throw it in the trash. I mean, it cost money, and it was a book. I couldn't do that. See, the only thing I could do was like try to physically put it where it could not get at me, but right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> those gremlins Aww. are ugly and gross, yes, and I've never seen are. the movie, and I never want to see the movie, and I don't care that Gizmo was cute. That doesn't make up for it because
0: i of, of the is gremlins. Despicable. It's not it's, a good movie, and it no. shouldn't
3: be. It shouldn't be.
0: No, it's I. It, it was definitely one of those things. I think so. If it was '84, so I was like six when it came out, five six, and I think if I was ten. I maybe would have enjoyed it more, but like I couldn't quite get my... I thought it was super scary. Did not enjoy it at mm-hmm. all. God, I'm looking... Okay, Joe, Joe Dante directed it, and he directs... See, he directs movies that I'm just like, I'm not interested in this. Piranha, I have never seen that. Oh. Um Inner Space,
1: oh, which I Oh, I liked really, Inner
0: Space, though. Yeah. Uh, it the was, Burbs. It was Dennis Quaid at oh, hottest. The good. Yes, Dennis Quaid was really hot. Small soldiers. Actually, I remember being kind of scared. And then Looney Tunes back in action. Wow, what a career. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, no, yeah, that's, that. don't like that. I don't like it. I did always think Phoebe Cates was pretty, though. And my mom and my sister got, like, into, <laughs> this is like a family joke. They got into a really big fight because, I don't know if it was around Gremlins or if it was around, um, what's the other one? What's the other movie Phoebe Cates was in? The um the high school movie. Fast um, times? Fast times. My sister was like, I love Phoebe Cates. And oh, no. Was like, it's, <laughs> my mom was like, it's Phoebe. And my sister was like, it's Phoebe. <laughs> like, <laughs> she was like, it's Phoebe. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I love stupid. It's like when I fought with my mom about, I cut my, um, my either my Barbie or my um, little, um uh, My little pony's hair, and she was like, "Hillary, like, don't do that. I'm not going to buy you a new one." And I said, "It'll grow back." And she was like, "It doesn't (laughs) grow back." And I'm like, "It will grow back."
3: I had Um, a fight with my mother, a grown woman and a (laughs) medical nurse, about the word vagina because I was convinced (laughs) it was a vagina. (laughs) Oh yeah, Yeah.
1: vagina, Uh,
3: vagina.
2: Oh, that's so cute. And
3: the great thing was you
2: were 19.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well,
3: I was right. So, uh,
0: Okay, Meredith, your next one.
3: My last one is a legitimate terror that affected my life in the following ways. Um, I had to be picked up from kindergarten uh, before we had fire drills because... Oh. The, the fire drill at my school was this extremely loud, speaking of sensitive hearing, um, like klaxon sound. It was this. You know, oh, sure. That really terrifying um, to me, anyway. Sound. Yeah. And it happened, you know, randomly. And I learned from being in pre, I, I started preschool when I was two and a half. And so that was kind of when I started experiencing fire drills. It would happen a couple times a year, and I think by the time I was in kindergarten or first grade, I had come up with a pattern in my mind, and I decided that they happen on the first day of the month at noon. And so on the first day of the month, at, and this was based on nothing. This was based on a you know idiot child's mind, child logic, um, yeah. So I I decided that that's when they were happening. And so I would sit there at school all morning, like shaking, scared, looking at the clock, waiting for it to become noon for the fire drill to happen because I was waiting. And it was just like that emergency alert alert today where Mm -hmm. I was waiting for that jump scare. Yep. Um, And I was prepared for it, um, but I was terrified of it. And it got... So where I couldn't do my work, and I went to a Montessori school, so you, like, have to do your work <laughs> or else <laughs> you, you fail. Um, so I kind of had to manage myself, and I wasn't managing myself. And so eventually the, the front office would call my mom, and she would have to come and get me before there was an actual fire drill and just, like, take me away. And I didn't even know that until after the fact. I didn't even know that Aww. they were, like, removing me from. So I was still, like, living in terror of these Aww. fire drills oh so that should have been explained to you i yes. well it might have been but i you know who uh, knows when you're I suppose. Four, you yeah. know i i don't remember um my mom might be listening to this now uh, <laughs> hi mom so maybe she can correct me but i don't i don't remember if if that was explained to me or not and if it if it was it didn't penetrate and i was still terrified until i was like much older and the the sudden fear of a fire alarm like scares me to this day. Like it's I have very an ADT unpleasant. system. Yeah. It's very unpleasant. I have an ADT system to this day, it scares me because all it's ever done is false alarms. Um to to the point where like I don't hardly ever use it. Uh <laughs> please nobody come rob me. Um but like if the windows rattle, if it's windy and the windows rattle enough, it will trigger the glass break sensors, and it will set off an alarm, and that happens in the middle of the night. And then guess what? It's two in the morning, and I'm awake, and mm-hmm. I can't get back to sleep because of the adrenaline. So that sort of thing really scares me. So whenever there was a storm, I would be just as scared as I was when I was four and sitting in my classroom waiting for the fire alarm to go off. Oh, so I mean, I, I, I it, hear you
2: to this day. Yeah. I hate changing the batteries on all my smoke detectors. Yep. You know, I I I know it's a good thing, but I hate that it's a wired interconnected system in my house. And, you know, even when you put the battery in, it it gives you a super loud beep to let you know, like, I'm working. And I just, I don't want to know unless something's wrong.
0: Please. Please don't let me know.
2: I always have to put my earplugs in before I change the batteries.
1: Yes. Yes.
3: We just had to replace all... We have three carbon monoxide detectors in the house, one on each floor, and we just had to... They all kind of... They have an expiration date, apparently, and they all reached their expiration date, and they started beeping at, of course, two in the morning. They never Mm. go off in the middle of the day, Mm -mm. Um, and so we had to have ADT come out and replace them all, and for some reason, my panel still says, like, CO2 emergency, evacuate the area, and I'm like, well, (laughs) I don't... I don't think that's actually true, but I can't clear this alarm. So I I will
2: agree that they always go off in the middle of the night, except for one time when I was supposed to be recording LRB with Christy, <laughs> 10 minutes before we started, <laughs> oh it started chirping. Oh. And I thought it was a smoke detector because I had recently changed the smoke detectors and the carbon monoxide detector never occurred to me. So you know how it is when you're wandering you know, around and you're like, which one is yeah. it? Crazy. You're like, where? I'm hearing noises. Where is it
0: coming from?
2: It's terrible. I have to tell you, I I... I had been a little uh, delinquent in changing the battery on the carbon monoxide detector because you're supposed to do it with the smoke alarms. But I finally went to do it mm, this spring, and the expiration date was 2015. And I was oh, like, whoops. Oh
0: my gosh, look. You're like, whoopsie. <laughs> a little delayed (laughs) just a little bit
2: never mind and I put the new battery in and it just it didn't even do anything it was totally dead and I was like well great I'm glad that I've had that for the last eight years
0: (laughs) Uh, it's just like
2: a prop yep but that's yes. a grown-up fear I don't yes. I don't think yes. I was scared of carbon monoxide poisoning when I was a little kid but you
0: probably should have been like those oh, are no. the more oh,
1: rational no. right <laughs> I had fire. no idea it was
0: even like a thing like I did like I went to my first college apartment and my roommate had her mom had gotten us a carbon monoxide like detector and I was like what's that why? Like, I had no idea yeah.
3: why do we have that I remember being vaguely afraid of fires because my mom was very, like, emergency-minded and would, like, train us, like, here, if the fire alarm goes off, here's what you do, well, you know, I, don't touch was, the doorknob, that sort of thing. And so I did... It was did,
0: definitely a thing yeah, when we were
3: kids. I and had I some wonder... fear of that, but I think it was rational.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and I... Dave and I have talked about it a lot about, um well, one, more people smoked then, so, like, the fire hazard situation of somebody falling asleep with a cigarette. That was like a bigger deal Two houses were just so much older. I don't know. Or, and like not as well insulated, whatever. I think. Yeah. I just feel like (laughs) all that creosote. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't feel like you hear as much about house fires as you did when you were, when we were kids. No, I think that's right. Yeah.
2: And I think we have better communication too. So you get those fire departments Involved much more quickly. And I got a sprinkler system in my house, which I also hate because I'm anxious about it going off for absolutely no reason. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, stop, drop, and roll.
1: I know. Okay, Wait, um, the last like, thing
0: I have to ask,
2: though, Meredith, since you missed so many fire drills, what happens if there's a fire drill at school? Are you going to be okay?
0: I have no idea. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know anything. Uh, you're, like, touching the knob, and you're like, ow, it hurts.
3: <laughs> my no, I actually have, like, so many memories of holding my ears, right? Like, covering yep. my ears and yep. walking out of the building in an orderly fashion. So I think yeah. I got it. I think I got
0: it. We had a fire drill at the office the other day and I was an idiot and wore like wedges or whatever. And we had to, I'm on the 17th floor. Oh my God. God. Oh no. And I am more scared of walking down uh, stairs than Absolutely. I am. I mean, I, I don't like, love walking upstairs, but I would rather walk up 17 flights of stairs and walk down 17 yep. flights of stairs. I'm like, feel like a little lady. I'm like gripping the railing like for dear life. One step at a time. <laughs> and people behind me, like, I'm like, cool it. I will move at my own time in my own pace. <laughs> They're like,
1: I'm dying like... of a fire here, Hillary.
0: <laughs> And my very, after my
2: very last exam on my, Final year of college, I remember being done with that final, and we were all like on the third floor of the building or something. And I was so happy, I was like skipping down the stairs, and I fell and sprained my ankle. <laughs> oh
1: no! <laughs> That's what you get oh, for being joyful. Yep.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know anything about injuring or no, 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 nothing like that. Not dealing with that still. Um, okay, my final one, and this still stands honestly. um are haunted houses okay? Let me explain. Um, the elementary school I went to was called Higher H Y E R, and they had the Higher um, Carnival every fall, and it so it was usually sometime in October. So they always they had great. They had like a cake walk, like all, of course all the moms would uh, make a cake. I think I mean maybe they bought one, but they would make a cake, and you would do sort of like um, it was like a they would spin the wheel, and you would walk around, and then when you'd stop. Or whatever, and then you would get a cake if you landed yeah, on the right one. Yeah, it was Did so fun. Church, you mean my I childhood loved dream? It. it was the best. It like wild. I it never
2: was so won good. a cake ever in my entire. I mean, now Neither. I make them, so whatever. But as a child, yeah. the idea of oh. winning
0: a cake, mm-hmm. it was the best. Loved. I love the higher carnival. It was like the most exciting time. Except there was the higher haunted house, and this is the thing about haunted houses. I will never go to a haunted house ever again. That's not happening because even like the baby haunted houses. Um, and this kind of goes with loud noises and, and Meredith that kind of goes with fire drills where it's like, they're not going to do anything super grotesque, but you know what they will do? They're going to jump out at they're you. Gonna that's always going to happen. that's the sure. easiest way to scare yep. like anybody. And it's like this, you know, it's not super spooky. It's not disgusting. It's just, is. and I hate it so much. The I
3: startleness I, is horrible. I hate yep. being
0: startled mm-hmm. so much. It's like. That's why I don't see scary movies. That's why when I saw Get Out, I had to pre-read when the jump scares were. Yeah. I I hate haunted houses. There's nothing about it that is exciting to me. And I remember there was my friends wanted to go to this. We were must have been sixteen or seventeen. I feel like we drove there this haunted house that was out. You know, they'll open those like out kind of in the exurbs, like I don't know, maybe where the Renaissance Festival is, yeah. and they'll turn it into a haunted house, and then probably they turn it into something Christmas themed. You know, a month yeah. later. And, There's nothing uh, else to
3: do in Plano. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I think it was like hatchy. Like, it was so mm, far. Yeah. Um, and we went and they were like, oh, there are cute boys that are working there. And I, there were cute boys that were working there, but I was petrified the whole time because I knew this was like for teens or older people. And like, they were just going to jump out and like grab you and stuff. Oh, I hate it. I hated it. Anyway, I, even. I saw Bridget's like the small Halloween thing. There's also a haunted house component. And like, there's literally no way you could Mm -hmm. not. I -mm. will go on the scariest roller coaster that you can find. I am not going into a haunted house. Absolutely not. Totally. Uh, So yeah, that still, still gives me, still gives me nightmares. I fully agree. Yeah. I validate that that fear. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. I hate being startled. Don't jump out at me. Yeah, I don't need it. And, and it's not, you know, like I've said it before. My my fight or flight um, comes in, and it's mostly my fight. Then because it makes me so, it startles me, and then makes me mad. Like mm. it's it's both of those things happening. I don't run away. I like whack somebody. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I don't understand. It's just I don't. It it's great if somebody likes this stuff but there are people who really do like the jump scares clearly because yeah. the horror movies make so much money Um, I just I don't it's so not how my brain works I'm not interested so yeah we're not gonna go see Gremlins we're not gonna go see like there's that the or whatever like or, <laughs> no we're know. not seeing the <laughs> <bitch>. no, <that's- laughs> Saw 10, I'm, not, no. I'm going to Paw Patrol, uh, I'm going to Paw Patrol, that's, that's what's happening this weekend. That's, <laughs> that's about Hillary's speed nice. these days. <laughs> that is my speed. I hope it's not too um, scary for you. Oh, God, I hope, God, I hope, um, God, now I can't, th- Ranger, I don't know, I can't remember what the dog's names are, but they're, I used to have them in some, like, in the back of my head, but I don't remember them, but anyway, that's what we're going to see. Okay, question of the week, what were you scared of when you were a kid? Not Paw Patrol, yep. I hope.
2: And again, not not the existential
1: no. stuff.
2: <laughs> like if you didn't get changed at the swimming pool fast enough, your mom would get tired and just leave you there. That's not what we're I mean, just as an example. For example.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. I did. You know, I remember I loved Punky Brewster, obviously. And she just like flat out got left by her mom and then yes. Henry took her I don't remember exactly the relationship but he took her on and i'm like that is that would traumatize you for the rest of your life like you're just left by your mom at the grocery store i feel like there are a lot of kids with guardians
2: properties in the yes 1980s totally
3: every every disney movie has an orphan because you can't really like sympathize with a kid unless they are missing a parent somehow
2: (laughs) well i always figured if they had parents there would be somebody to guide them and help them make good choices so yeah, you got to get rid of those parents
0: yeah yep, yep. no you, you wouldn't get different strokes if that happened right. true kids <laughs> <laughs> um all right yeah question of the week what were you scared of when you were a kid and i'm going to move on to chishi recommends this is something um i should be more scared of but also i'm just fa- fascinated by um there I'm listening to a book called Nazi billionaires. <laughs> that sounds okay, so like a- it is so up your alley. Oh you my God. Okay. Love no. rich people. I love it. And I love like evil rich people. I'm like, yes, tell me everything about it. Okay. So the way I found it, cause it came out a year ago or over a year ago but I was like, well, I haven't really heard of this. Um, but there's a podcast I listened to called ask Rana and Brian. It, it's way too hard to explain, but this woman, Um, Jessica Chaffin plays a character named Rana and she sort of fully embodies her and Rana is from... um Marblehead, Massachusetts. So she has like, it's like I'm listening to my mother-in-law basically. <laughs> um, but she's also like Jewish and talks about like her. Anyway, it's very funny. Once you kind of get into the character of it. But she was saying, oh, the only books I've read lately are some things that they are Nazi billionaires. And I was like, I'm sorry, excuse me. What? Like, what is this called? Nazi billionaires? Anyway, basically the premise is, um, it's a lot of the beginning is, I would say the first like, honestly half to two thirds is really about you know, goring and, and, and a little bit about Hitler, but their families and how they, they got rich and, and the families that were in the Nazi party, but um, they Aryanized businesses. So they basically essentially took them over from, you know, Jewish people and, and turn them into Aryan businesses and how now I'm getting to the, bar. I'm not done with it. I have about an hour left, but basically it's like how, Um, As Dave said when I was telling him about it, he was like, it's like 2008 where all these people did these really bad things. Obviously, Nazis, much worse, but did these really horrible things. And we sort of punished them, but like kind of not really because they had big businesses and we Mm -hmm. didn't want to punish them severely. So I really (laughs) learned, which I maybe knew somewhere in my head. Well, one, I learned that Porsche Porsche is a German company. I don't know why I always thought it was an Italian company. I, I don't know why. I just did i just it's didn't investigate classic. that um but it is um a german company and they started uh volkswagen because cars were so expensive at the time and they were sort of honestly modeling themselves after uh your former employer meredith um oh my best uh, friend henry <laughs> <Yeah>. yes um <laughs> also love I jewish ever- people, yeah, people. yeah totally Um, But Hitler was basically like uh, the working man needs a car. So they started Volkswagen. And Volkswagen was like a fully just Nazi company. uh, And I had no idea. Like he laid the first brick at the first factory. Um, (laughs) That cute little flower holder in the Beetle doesn't make up for that. (laughs) No, No, it does not. Um, And, you know, I've, I've always been impressed in comparison to the United States, how Germans are very like. This was our past. This is something we did, and we talk about it. And, you know, it's something that we're ashamed of, but yet, yeah, like, we're not celebrating it in any way. But he's talking about how actually they're all these super rich people. They're like, we paid our fines. Like, we should be done with this. Like, it should be done. And he's talking about post Nuremberg also about how they denazified people. That's not exactly, but basically they said, okay, like, you're off the hook now. Now, a lot of people escaped or people killed themselves or whatever, but they were definitely. Business people who were in the Nazi Party who participated, who used slave labor, forced labor, but they were such big businesses that they were like, yep. okay. Even the Americans were like, okay, too big okay. to fail. Like just, you can't, yeah, exactly. you can't take the chance exactly. for the
2: economy mm-hmm. that
0: exactly at the exactly. loss of that business. Yep. Yeah, so um, I mean, I think I, I
2: could take the chance. <laughs> <yeah>. Honestly,
0: <laughs> no. I'd be um, willing get, to give it a go, like a test case or two, yeah. anyway. Yeah, let's just see how this works out if we do this. Um, yeah, it's really interesting and it's well written and, you know, I'm in my, my historical dad um, <laughs> time, but I like the way this guy reads us. He reads it a little bit um, dispassionately. Like, it's not like, and then, um, which I sort of enjoy. Like, it's, I don't know, I, I, because you you have to be like, oh, my holy shit, like, that's so terrible. He doesn't really emphasize the your terrible things. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Nazi Billionaire by mm. Spy, uh, David DeJong. I, I have
3: love to... um, World War Two history mm-hmm. and Hitler stories like, I in a you. weird way. So I'm also downloading this. I it's
2: mean, a- when, yeah. I, um, when I was in London and I, I did go to the Tower of London and I did go on the guided tour with the Beefeater mm-hmm. and it was very mm-hmm. interesting and you learned that they have to be pretty extraordinary to get to wear those stupid looking outfits. <laughs> like right? like yes. they have to do a, a minimum of 22 years in the military and be decorated all and all of that. And their reward is to get to wear those dumb costumes and go hang out at the tower and give tours. Job, but, but anyway, my beef eater told us that uh, in the beginning of his career, he was actually um, part of the guard detail for Rudolf Hess. Um, who was held at the Tower for a period of time, the Tower of London. And he said, yeah, he was a really bad person. And I was like, man, I want to know
0: more about this. (laughs) And it's just so crazy because it wasn't, that long ago, you no. know, like my, no. my no. grandfather, both of my grandparents' grandfathers fought in World War II. It was not that long ago. Mm-mm, mm-mm.
3: Um, and it's almost I, like it could happen again if we aren't weird. weird I don't know. I, I am really
2: conflicted. Like, I read another one of those stories, I think it was they were trying to extradite a 98 year old nazi who had been right. found in canada or something and they're trying to execute um, extradite him so they can try him and it's like yeah. i don't know how i can feel about that because i know yeah he, so he was a nazi and you shouldn't think that you can escape justice by like running out the clock but he's just so old like what do you expect to get
1: out of this prosecution
2: put him in and uh, I don't know. You can't just throw him in a hole and let him die. There has to be Why some not? sort of standard. I know there has <laughs> to be some sort of standard of of prison care for this ninety eight year old man, right? So, like, what what are we doing here? What yeah, is we're the now. best we're in way the, in
3: state sponsored hospice?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, and yeah. I, you know, we uh, boy, this is an interesting um, conversational <laughs> path to go down at the end of like spooky uh, <laughs> show, but. <Well. laughs> <laughs> it's it's like how do you get justice and be sensitive to the you know yeah. six million yeah. jewish people not not to know. forget about the gay people and the polish yeah. people and the you and know the all the other quote-unquote ethnic disabled people yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. i want to make sure they get justice but is this justice like i don't know i don't know and then
0: and now it's like yes i want to get justice but then now i get nervous that people use these people for as martyrs or whatever like I don't know you know it's like you go too far or perceive too far and then the people who think that they I don't know it's all very complicated yeah. I mean back in the day they should have yeah fuck those guys yeah. like, but they, like they all... when
2: you're 98 like yeah how much of yeah. your mental yeah. capacity do you still
0: have
2: I mean yeah. if it's a person yeah. who has like dementia or something I, like
0: do they I don't know. know
2: yeah can you punish yeah. them yeah. for something they don't
0: remember I know I well, know.
1: I didn't read the book, but
0: I do remember watching *Aft Pupil*, and that scared the shit out of me. Mm. I was like, "Ooh, whoa, 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 I don't like this." <laughs> Nazis are hiding everywhere. Um, they sure <laughs> are.
2: I know. I told I, you guys once. There's when I was on the HOA board, we had. Um, we had an email communication where somebody was all aflutter because there were, like, somebody in the development is flying a Nazi flag. I think we were in a rash of Whoa. people <laughs> flying – oh, Confederate yeah. flag. It was, wasn't a uh, Nazi. It was Confederate.
1: Yeah. Um, well. But, you take know, someone. same,
2: same. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think we were going through a whole thing in the country where we're, we were, you know, talking about Confederate flags and stuff. And so now there's this whole, like, series of emails going, like, what do we do? What What, what is in our bylaws? Can we tell them yeah. to take down a Confederate flag fucking Minnesota?
1: I know, I don't know who's
2: God. flying a Confederate flag in Minnesota, but I know there are a few of them. So then mm. one of the board members, um, he's like, I'm just going to. Go down there and scope it out and see what's going on. And then we get an email back like ten minutes later that's like, guys, it's a Norwegian flag. You know? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's Norwegian Independence Day.
0: <laughs>
1: oh
2: well,
0: well. Just a little that But yes. that's so Minnesota. Yeah, really. Minnesota.
2: And it was like an old guy named like, you know, Inger or something. It's yeah. just really <laughs> in touch with this Norwegian heritage. <laughs>
0: Meredith, you want to tell us i think it's time to get
3: involved but also i gotta just uh put a call out i have some um audible credits that are expiring very soon so i need some book recommendations (laughs) okay if anyone has a great book that they want me to read please let me know um i will download it and listen to it Mm, yeah good idea uh but if you want to get involved with our show please go to our website is this show has everything.com. Uh, that's where you can listen to the show and find all our links. Our Facebook group is where you can answer our question of the week. Uh, we will read it on the show. Obviously you can email us at tshe at gmail.com. You can also record a voice memo on your phone and send it in that way. And we can play it on the show. Please do that. Cause we love to hear your voices. Our AOL keyword is, is and always will be t she yeah (laughs) well yes uh thank you for joining us and that was everything that we were scared of but probably not everything we were scared of when we were children
2: i've repressed it for sure i know i can't think about it (laughs) yeah i can't allow that back into my life i'm actually still only six years old in my mind as my therapist tells me
3: yeah, I think everybody's responses are probably going to unlock new fears that I forgot about,
2: <laughs> so. Yeah, there was stuff on here that you guys brought up that I was like, oh, yeah, oh. skeletons are scary. They are.